1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Nope, it's gone. I feel gross after that dinner.
1: I think the mango lassi has filled you up, hasn't it?
0: It's like having a big milkshake. It's like you're a baby and you're having a milkshake after your full dinner. And it's so late at night.
1: Yeah, it's late night sprinkles.
0: Yeah, it is late night. It's our last sprinkles. <laughs> do you think so?
1: I mean, we'll definitely do our normal episode after the series finale.
0: Yeah, but I don't think we, we're not going to need speculation, really.
1: Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to outstay our welcome. But I remember after the last episode of series two, it was all I wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah, people are going to want to talk about where they think season four is going to head. hmm
1: then maybe we should do a sprinkles next friday it's going to be hard for people there's going to be whatever dramatic punch to the gut we're going to take in the series finale and then we are going to be facing a long time with no roy's no womsgams no Hershes, no kelman
0: sometimes do you feel like you're like having a mental breakdown when you feel yourself really really obsessing over these people who aren't real sometimes i do I think we should be very open with people and tell people what's happened. We were just talking. We were warming up. You got up to get water. I checked Instagram and I saw something on Instagram I found fascinating about the um, the trajectory of someone's career. So I'm now like hyper energized because I've been talking about the career of a peer. I wasn't really raging actually at all. I mean, I'm very jealous of this person's trajectory. But not hateful. I think it sort of deserved. That's why there's been a shift in energy because I've had a little gossip. Although I, for once, I didn't say anything bad. So at least which is quite rare for you. Yeah, it's very rare for me. It's
1: it's almost unprecedented.
0: I don't think I'm like a shit talker. I think I'm reasonable.
1: Yes, I know that. (laughs) Don't roll your eyes at me. Well,
0: it was so insulting. Now my energy's down again.
1: Oh, no. Come on. Welcome, people. Welcome, Everybody,
0: people. happy Friday. I hope you're feeling sprinkly. I mean, we've got a lot to get into, so we sh- I think we should just dive in. And we're starting with a criticism. Someone wrote in to tell me how awful I am, and we're going to read it.
1: I'm wondering if this is from Zuzana rather than from Edes.
0: Well, I did copy and paste it, hence the fact that I got the accent in.
1: Let's do a little Googling. That'll yes, read. I think. So is
0: Zuzana a woman?
1: Usually. I mean, there's that Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue.
0: Well, this is very hostile from a woman to a woman, but all right.
1: Okay. says, Dear FCNC, Kendall is dead. Listen to the music.
0: So I, I, I just put on that scene and I kept my eyes closed and I just listened to the music that was underscoring it. And I don't understand. So to me, I would have just thought it was like a co- composition written by Nicholas Bretel. Unless it turns out it was some kind of like famous bit of classical music that it's like a funereal march.
1: Did it have a funereal quality to it?
0: Perform a funereal quality for me right now.
1: Well, I can't. But I mean, imagine...
0: Dun, 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 dun.
1: That to me more says that a dark Sith Lord is entering.
0: Right. Well, the point is I didn't then listen to the music and go, oh my God, fuck, that's funeral music. But I might have been in a defensive place because why don't you read the second thing that Susanna wants to t- say to me?
1: Okay. Also, I've just started listening to your podcast and I was very worried that Firecrotch has deformed teeth. Turns out she's just eating. It sounds disgusting, but I'm happy she's dentally okay.
0: Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you getting in touch to say something mean to me about me, but...
1: Don't you think it comes from a place of genuine concern? Maybe uh, Susanna is in in the dental industry? Nope.
0: Nope. I don't think it comes from a place of genuine concern. I feel humiliated. I feel ashamed. What bothers me is that I think she's probably speaking for the masses, that people have been tolerating the sounds of my mastications. So... You've hurt my feelings. Go on, Jeff. How
1: how often when you're, for example, watching a late night talk show or the news, do you see them just like shoveling food into the mouth?
0: I find it very difficult to not be allowed to chew on anything.
1: What if for the next series we get you some kind of intravenous drip? Yeah,
0: that could be good. Just to keep your sugars
1: up. (laughs) You were so enraged by Susanna that you haven't given her... What? Her name.
0: Oh, (laughs) Slime Badger. My new enemies How, how do imagine. we broker
1: a peace deal between you and Susanna here? All
0: right, listen.
1: Do you need to have like a Kendall and Logan style <laughs> sit down? Yeah,
0: I want to have a Kendall and Logan style. But, the, to-
1: but then it would be a dinner and you'd be eating and that would enrage her even further. No,
0: listen, I think she's probably... Well, is she reasonable? I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm deranged enough to be chewing into a microphone. She is deranged enough to message me to tell me I'm disgusting. Now... I do think it comes from a funny place and so does my anger, Susanna, aka Slime Badger. What
1: if we receive a slew of email from people saying, listen, there are a lot of succession podcasts out there, but I'm here for the chewing.
0: No, no one's going to say that. And if they do, it's just going to be to be nice and I'm not going to believe it. Some people
1: are into that ASMR though, aren't they?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure this isn't ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like that. Listen. That's ASMR versus. That was for Susanna. Next. This one is intense. So everyone get ready. This is gonna be long, but I've thought long and hard about it, and it's it it deserves this airtime. This comes from Michael Kurtz, aka Aventi Ayahuasca Big Gulp. Now the subject header, Jeff, read 10 reasons why Kendall is definitely dead. Number one. Last episode, Kendall says, I wish I was home. Except for that last word was not supposed to be home. Consciously and unconsciously, he doesn't want to be alive anymore. We've discussed that already. Kendall is self-aware enough to realize that he cannot continue living in Logan's orbit and that the only way he can survive is by taking the buyout. When Logan refuses the offer, that means Ken has no path forward. We also see Ken's fatal flaw of lacking emotional intelligence by seeing him appeal to Logan in the wrong way at the worst possible moment when he says, I'm better than you. Three, it's a not uncommon cinematic trope that the letter X is a symbol of impending death. And the letter X is all over the Kendall birthday episode. On his jacket, there's a sideways cross, Even the gift scene, you'll see the letter X everywhere.
1: As somebody who has done a lot of reading about the Paul McCartney is dead theory, Mm -hmm. I do think that if you want to, you can find this stuff in pretty much anything.
0: Okay. Okay. I'd never heard that about the letter X before. Uh Could you?
1: No, but you could say something completely different about the letter X. It signifies the number 10. What does 10 mean? Will there be ten attempts to become chief executive of Waystar before he's successful?
0: Are you mocking events? No, I- no,
1: I'm just saying you can it's 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 like a Rorschach blob. You, you it's easy to see what you want to see.
0: Okay. Number four. The last shot of the birthday episode is Michelangelo's Pietà, Jesus and Mary after Jesus is dead. Okay. Remember when he's in um, Naomi's arms on the couch? Mm-hmm. Number five. Dying in the pool is a famous and iconic way to die. It's how Gatsby goes in The Great Gatsby. The previous episode was, of course, a Gatsby-style party. His life story in miniature, also Gatsby-esque, is that he is devoid of real friends. I wanted to bring this up in part because Kendall refers to himself as techno-Gatsby in season one. We all talk about how Shakespearean the show is, and of course the play that looms largest is King Lear. In Lear, the eldest of three dies as well. That was a suicide. This would be a quasi-suicide. Yes, I know Kendall is two of four, but he is the eldest of the main three who want the CEO job.
1: That's the first one I've heard so far that I think...
0: Does something for you? Yeah. Well, well, let's see how number seven goes, because Mm. I like this one. Ken refers to Fikret, the driver in his final scene with Logan. He, Fikret also appears in Ken's very first scene in season one. Full circle. I like that one. Do you Mm -hmm. like that one? Mm -hmm. Eight. In his last scene with Logan, Ken refers to himself as a ghost and says he won't speak at Logan's memorial. Inadvertently prophetic.
1: Part of the reason in the past few days since we recorded Monday's episode where I'm starting to think that Kendall isn't dead Mm -hmm. is because there is a...
0: In fact, what you're trying to say is that line is actually a reason that he isn't dead.
1: Yes, as is Logan describing drowning. Uh huh. There's there's a few things like that just that feel a bit too heavy handed. Red for the herrings,
0: show. as they say.
1: Exactly. Yeah. They're th- they're
0: exact. They're actually they're manipulating mm. a venti ayahuasca big gulp into mm. thinking this with mm. that. Okay, I like that. Number nine, the color orange. It's everywhere in the pool scene. And my feeling is that this is an allusion to The Godfather, where a literal orange would be used to show impending doom. Jeff,
1: mm-hmm. okay. I think if it okay. was, I think it's, I think it's but the, now the, the color orange. It's a stretch. It's yeah, a okay,
0: stretch. but we're going to bring it home now. Are you ready? Yeah. Number 10. Every season finale has taken its episode title from a poem called Dream Song 29 by John Berryman. So season one season finale was called Nobody is Ever Missing. It's a line from this poem. Scene two, This is Not for Tears. Line from the poem. The season finale that we haven't seen yet will be called All the Bells Say. That's another excerpt from this poem. And what Venti Ayahuasca Big Gulp writes here is the relevant excerpt from the poem as it pertains to season three is All the Bells Say, Too Late. The kids have left him alone in the pool, and I believe that, just like Gatsby, Kendall's body will be found too late, and the rest of the family will find out in the middle of or even after the wedding. Also, if I recall correctly, Gatsby dies after his relationship with an ethereal blonde. So there's a Daisy Naomi comparison when it comes to an end. I think this was the end for him. I rest my case best. Michael Kurtz, a.k.a. Aventi Ayahuasca Big Gulp.
1: See, so I, I, I think the, the that bit at the end with the ethereal blonde...
0: I think that's... I'm not buying it, that either, but this dream song, Ethereal
1: is just... Uh, a thing you say about
0: thin blonde women. Listen, I agree with you on that one, but I do think that the dream song 29 stuff is pretty interesting. Is
1: it the last line of the poem? Is it the end of the poem? I don't know. Just taking that all the bells say too late. We don't know the context around that. We don't know if there's more to come. Even the meaning of too late... Is ambiguous. Is it too late to save Waystar Royko? Too late can mean any any number of things.
0: Mm, interesting. Go on. It's in the second, it's a three paragraph poem and it closes out the second paragraph.
1: Seems to me we've got a couple more seasons to go than in that poem.
0: Well, no, cause, and there is another thing he has in mind like a grave CNE's face, a thousand years would fail to blur the still profiled reproach of ghastly with open no start here ghastly with open eyes he attends blind all the bells say too late this is not for tears thinking i think i'd have to start from the beginning that was such a
1: beautiful rating though sarah's available for your wedding (laughs) if you'd like it
0: all right well listen venti ayahuasca big gulp
1: I, lo- I mean, I really love the amount of thought I love your vibe. I love your thought. Love your thought.
0: And, and on some things you convinced me and on others you didn't. I
1: mean, something's got to get us through these days until we find out one way or the other. And I think you've really done a wonderful job of, of doing that for us there. Oh, it's nice, honey. Thank you.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
1: This comes from Julia Carey.
0: A.K.A. a gummy love bite from a fucking toddler.
1: Hi. My thoughts are on Roman and the dick pic and Logan's response. I think Logan had a fling with Jerry when she was first brought into the company. It was mentioned in an earlier season that he behaved the same with Jerry when they were discussing the rare situation.
0: Yes, and the, he behaved the same with Jerry is in quotes. Like, that's a line from the script.
1: So, my thoughts are that Logan felt grossed out, at least in part, by the idea of Roman having something sexual with Jerry because of his own past sexual relationship with her. Well.
0: Wow. Yeah, great. We I'd, did not I'd, think about that. I'd
1: forgotten that detail. Yes.
0: There's so many things there. It's not just, ew, gross, we've gotten our dick wet in a similar place and we're father and son. It's like, he's not the young man anymore or something.
1: So it's not just that we are father, son, and bang brothers.
0: Bang brothers. That's what I hate it is. that one. I've heard my
1: Swedish friends use a phrase that um, doesn't quite translate, but it's better. It's like something along the lines of fuckers-in-law. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> that's horrendous. But it's, 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 is it, does something about it make him, him meaning Logan, feel old as well? I
1: don't know. How do you think your mum would feel if you had a sexual dalliance Ugh, with Miguel. the guy she from the kibbutz?
0: Say that word again.
1: The guy from the kibbutz.
0: Yeah, that's uncomfortable to listen to.
1: Why is that uncomfortable to listen I know,
0: to? It's something about how you say the back half of the word is pretty funny. Um, I think it would be pretty gross. He's like fucking 80 now, that dude. I'm no pervo. <laughs> I think if you're 42 and you fucking an 80-year-old, you're not doing great. No offense.
1: There are exceptions to any rule. Yeah, but... I think your mom would feel it, it bonded you in some way.
0: Ugh, I don't think she would. She'd go, Oh, yeah, I, I, I have a sick stomachache about this. <laughs> she said that to me so much recently. Oh Well, it was good to talk. I did. You know, I've just been having a sick stomachache about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on? Yeah. This next one is from one of our regulars, Benign Fungus. Hi. Just a quick one. Agreed that there is no way Roman wears Calvin Klein's, but. My take is that the writers and costume designers know that and are making a deliberate decision to show us that Roman has not sent a photo of his actual appendage. He is too insecure about the ricotta dick, ergo, he's sending jerry pics off of the internet or the ones his personal trainer sent him. Now, fuck off, even-handed maidens. Benign Fungus. P.S. I went to Cousin Greg's bar in NYC last week and stole a coaster.
1: Fantastic.
0: Can you send us a picture? Tell me more about the bar, Benign Fungus.
1: Was it hip? Was it zini?
0: I have a bad feeling about it. Why? I don't think that Nicholas Braun knows how to run a good bar.
1: Do you think Comfrey goes there? Yep. I was going to say, have you spoken to your friends back in New York about it? But... I guess they're not of an age Nicholas where they know.
0: Nicholas bar? No. My friends aren't going to know anything about that bar. I don't even have any friends there anymore. I've got like Maggie and Michelle. Andrew's gone. Laura Lou's gone.
1: People can't hack it in that city like you.
0: I had to go where the man was. <laughs> well listen i think that's right i think she's right about that it's it's not actually his dick it's our dick
1: Is sending a picture of your dick the same as it's the
0: same it's the same you sent the dick you sent the dick i think and it did feel to me energetically like his dick
1: have you scrutinized it much
0: yeah i've seen some like screen grabs that people can you
1: describe it to us because i I only got that fleeting glimpse
0: it seems like oh have i did a friend of mine i don't think i'm allowed to say it i can't talk about a celebrity's penis can i give it a go
1: I'll bleep it if I think it's inappropriate. Okay, so
0: basically, this friend of mine 15 years ago fucked a. <laughs> and um, I got a little bit of beef with his sister. Anyway, so the both, basically, I worked at this restaurant for a while where both <laughs> were coming in all the time. And um, neither of them were particularly likable. They weren't there to charm the wait staff, which some celebs were. Anyways, so she fucked him. And she said his penis was just perfect. Like, whatever you would think his penis would be as this very handsome celebrity. He had the dick that that guy would have. And I just feel like Roman has the dick we think he has. But is that an idiotic thing to say? Because it's the dick I think he has. Do you see what I'm saying? Chicken or egg or something? This is is an irrelevant conversation because I haven't seen Karen Culkin's penis. And after I saw him wearing that bead bracelet on SNL, I don't want to.
1: All right. This comes from, Ooh Anonymous 1.
0: We have two Anonymouses. So What's with one. the anonymity? People have stuff.
1: Are you going to give anonymous one?
0: AKA one? sock puppet, girl boss, president.
1: Hello. In the fortieth birthday party episode, you asked about a JP. And you this made was a when joke. no, no, I think it was John Prescott, former deputy. Prime is that Minister the one who
0: from, reminds you of your dad? Yes. Who uh, you punched someone once? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You asked about a JP. This this was when we were talking about the guest list for Kendall's party. Yes. I realized. I had a T-shirt with a tag that says JP. Then I remembered that an American friend got it for me. The JP stands for James Purse. He is the son of a guy who ran an influential fashion boutique called Maxwell. Naturally, he went into the family trade and has his own eponymous luxury cash slang for casual, range of clothing and furniture, catering for the money classes of the West Coast and beyond, West London, East Village. I imagine Kendall would dearly like to be pals with him. But I do know that brand, actually. Yeah,
0: I think I do as well.
1: And I think it's the sort of clothing that Tom would wear on his summer vacation, and maybe on on a weekend, but I think whether Kendall would want him oh. at his fortieth is entirely down to how much of a scenester this guy is. Because I don't know, I don't, I don't know about him. I had a, I had a thought that I think is quite a good one. Actually, go on, Jordan Peele.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, you're seeing it, aren't you? Think about the people he was. So naming. here's the
0: thing: I think that's a great guest, but I don't think you're right.
1: You don't think that Kendall is fetishizing people who aren't yes, white. Yes, I think he and is. And he is the hottest yes, director. But
0: I also think that he would have been... Like, if Succession was going to be like, oh, you know who he'd have, Jordan Peele. They would put the name Jordan Peele in, not JP.
1: I'm convinced that every... Maybe not every one of those names...
0: Is a real person. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, should we move on to the next one? Yes. This comes from Joy, a.k.a. a young Han Solo. But she wants to add on to her name. And it's so greedy of her, but I like the enthusiasm, so I'm going to let her have it. So this is from Joy, a.k.a. a young Han Solo, and how can I get my dick in his ass, and fuck a Musaka? I think Kendril could be dead, and I'd like to put forward the following theory. His shares in the company will go to Tom as a reward from Logan for offering to sacrifice himself. Ooh. I really like that as an idea. It's a good idea, Yeah. Also, boy, oh, boy, did I squeal at Roman's dick pic error. Did you notice Roman's screensaver was a picture of Shiv giving him the middle finger? Now, I didn't notice that, but I have subsequently seen some stuff that people have posted on Twitter. Such a perfect sibling detail. will absolutely be changing my screensaver to that pic in order to cope (laughs) with the grief of the season ending. XOXO Joy, aka Young Han Solo, and how can I get my dick in his ass? And fuck a Musaka. P.S. If they dare fire Jerry in the season finale, I swear to God, I will beast them. I will go full <laughs> fucking beast.
1: I think Jerry's going to be safe for now, for the aforementioned yeah, reasons. I
0: think she's going to be safe.
1: I'm not saying Logan isn't going to. Um punish Make her, her somehow. somehow
0: yes but I, yeah. I think we're holding on to jay smith
1: this comes from anonymous too
0: aka ricotta dick
1: dear host and donor good this is not episode specific but it is one of my favorite rich person stories i have another friend who does pr for mostly lux hotels one night he got a panicked call from a client whose security guard had stopped the edge from walking into the hotel with a pallet of Coca-Cola that he'd bought in the local supermarket. When challenged, he said something like, I don't mind paying five grand a night for the suite, but I'll be fucked if I'm spending $10 every time my kids grab a Coke from the minibar. Wonderful. Hope you enjoy that little nugget as much as I do. I love that.
0: It's really good, isn't I think it
1: speaks very well of the edge as well.
0: Yeah, totally. It's like, I'll sort of do all this stuff, but like, that'll break me. I like. I feel very warmly toward the Edge. Do you? Yeah, I think I do. You know what we should watch again? What was that documentary?
1: Oh yeah, was it?
0: It was the Edge and the guy from the White Stripes yes. and a guy from what should we call it? The guy with that hair, Jimmy. the hair that our son is destined to have.
1: Oh, is it Jimmy Page from yes. Led Zeppelin?
0: Yes, Led Zeppelin. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I think it's Jimmy Page, the White Stripes guy. What's his name?
1: Jack White. Do do
0: do 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 do. And the edge, and they're like riffing on guitars. So it called like Man it's,
1: Man it's Loud in here or something like that? No, not quite that, but it's
0: <laughs> Man It's Loud in here. Anyway, no, that's the
1: should... Day Might Be a Giant song title.
0: Oh, nice. Anyway, I think we should watch that again. That was a fun film. I say this as someone who's not into music documentaries, particularly.
1: I hear you say that, and then every time you watch a music documentary, you're really into it. I
0: know. I think sometimes I don't like music, I just like music documentaries. Oh my God, remember when I read Just Kids by Patti Smith? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sarah read Patti Smith's book, and you loved it. And then you and thought, I was like,
0: "I'm going to get into Patty Smith. I can do well it." Oh you, my god! I made it through one song, and I was like, "No, nah, I, I can't
1: twerk to this." No,
0: I I can't. I can't <laughs> fantasize winning a dance competition at the age of 37 to this or however <laughs> old I was at the time. I like music that I can like. Um, when I'm listening to it, I can picture myself winning a dance competition to it. You
1: yeah, like <laughs> music with a good beat.
0: Mother, "Shake Your Tail Feather" has a good beat, and you could dance to it. That was a quote from the original. John Waters' classic, Hairspray, said by Amber. And I hope that anyone listening who has strings they can pull in the acting profession heard how good of an acting job I did with it. Mother, shake your Tail Feather has a good beat and you can dance to it. God, I'm talented.
1: Well, because this has been a late night sprinkles, what time are we on? It's just after we have midnight. A ch- and it's not, it-
0: we have a child and it's 12.01 in the morning now.
1: Is any part of you concerned... That Given that this is our pre-finale episode, we haven't quite brought enough of the excitement and anticipation.
0: No, I think it's it's just understood. People get it. I've got a swollen gland. Just the one. Yeah, just the one. I have a sore in my mouth. I'm so tired. I overate at dinner. I've have some acne that I think I'm about to have to go back on fucking medication for at 42 years old
1: I've got karaoke throat
0: Jeff has karaoke throat I recently got extensions taken out of my hair (laughs) so I'm like fucking balding
1: so you're dealing with all that and we are just a couple of days away from being put through the emotional ringer we don't know how but we know that's going to happen, right? Something
0: big. Something big, baby. I don't know what it is, and but then it is going to be, be swell. Going. <laughs> and then,
1: then, then we're going <laughs> to then, then be at least a year, I'm guessing, with yeah, no succession. The,
0: this is the thing. I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not like, how am I going to make it till Monday? Because at least we, we get an answer Monday. And then some other big shit's going to get sprung on us. And it's going to be over a year. It's going to be over a year
1: this is your prediction
0: well that only because you said that to me jeff has a lot of reasons why he thinks it's going to be more like a year and a half i'm telling you all that right now and that's when we're going to be living with our pain
1: and on that upbeat note yep
0: thanks for listening thanks for joining us in our little campfire circle see some of you on sunday At our live show. And is this
1: this the pre-finale excitement that that people have heard on the Springles that we will be bringing to the live show on on. Sunday? It's going to
0: be great. And please buy tickets. It's saying on 21 Soho's website, last few. So get them while they're hot, motherfucker. (laughs) They're going to have, I was there this evening. There's a lovely bar that they've opened up. Wonderful mulled wine. And if you're on the fence about coming, because I'll be honest with you. I would never go to a live recording of a podcast, (laughs) but this is going to be special. It's going to be special and you need a little something, don't you? Don't you need a little something that's just for you in the run up to the holiday seasons? Because either you've got a family or you don't. And if you don't have a family, well, then you need a family and you can come be part of our family. And if you do have a family, you're going to be fucking running around doing shit for your kids, doing, doing stuff that your partner wants to do that you don't care about, let Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. be for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.